Did he keep his mic on? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> What's going on? Is someone going to the bathroom? <laughs> Welcome back everyone to the Nilescast. I'm your host Niles and today, today is a special day. I've managed to, after much pleading and begging, which caused me a lot of mental stress because, well, you know him, them, uh, as well as selling my soul and guaranteeing my better services forever, because Sal is a bitch, to wrangle four of my favorite authors so we could have a special holiday, oh, sorry, a holiday special. As such, things will be a bit different this time, I won't go much in depth about each one uh, and today i'm joined by uh, liberty prime also known as gomez 36000 uh, and a few other names like walalulu bread lover and owner of the best quill in the world who happens to also be the author of the genre defining and the and my favorite flower pot story hope and healing as well as tele Another half of this story, which is one of my favorite, with many AU elements. Thank you for joining us, Lib. How are you today? Pretty good. Fantastic. Uh, we are also joined by our first returning guest, the Trollmaster Salen 191. Also, needs no introduction besides the casual. Hey, how are you today, Sal? I'm doing good. Simultaneously early and late. You're like in a superposition. Fantastic. <clears throat> Another first timer here in the Nowscast is the cutest of all, the heartthrob of Saumie Studios, the boy wonder himself, Warden in the North, author of my favorite Tonks Harryfic, The Place of Our Longing, as well as the most riveting and awe-sparring magical system in the life he leads with his helium magics. They are so fantastical that even speaking of them give me the chills. How have you been, Swarty? I'm really good. Thank you. Even though it's 3 a.m.? Yeah. Um, it's a good time for me. I'm usually working. <laughs> okay. Last but not least, after many risk requests and begging and whining, Jesus Christ, stop, please. I have finally the privilege, nay the honor, to present my most venerable, the wisest man of his age, the special, the incomparable, the inimitable, the golden god himself, the one and only Petrificus Samuatus, a man who needs no introduction but deserves them all. The genre definer of defining genres. How are you today? Nas, I just want to say right off the bat, as you know, it's been my dream to be on your podcast one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Sadly, you don't find my writing worthy of that. I hate you. So this is this is a great consolation prize. I'm really honored to be here. That's good. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for being here. So uh, thank you all for joining me for this holiday special. And because of it, we will have many questions that are theme around the holiday. So the first one goes, what's your favorite chess move? Opening and why? Um, Word, you're no, we can I take this one? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm so happy about asking this question. 
is a really a dream come true. Uh, so, uh, I began playing church when I was about six. And I, I began as an E4 player. I am still an E4 player. Uh, E4 offers the most open games, the most interesting games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it teaches you to think creatively and tactically, rather than just relying upon set patterns that a lot of games uh, from D4 fall into. So it teaches you to sort of stay present within the game. So E4. Okay. Um, Sal? I mean, it's be one E4, specifically because the best troll opening, the Bond Cloud opening, which Megan's Carlson can play and crush other GMs with, is a one E4 opening. Yeah. For the uninitiated, it's uh, E4, E5, E2. What's the exactly. difference between them? There is no uh, difference. That is one. the that is the uh, order that the moves to okay. E4, E5, E2. Yeah, I don't know much about chess. Lib, what's your favorite? <clears throat> uh, I don't know the technical openings for these names. I like to call the one that I like to open with the. It's fittingly with sort of the Harry Potter theme that we all fall into. It's called the King's Cross, where you let the king out, and he just goes and fights all the pieces by himself. Okay. Is that a thing? I like an actual thing? <laughs> I mean, you're allowed to do it, so yes. Okay. Patrick? Uh, you know what? This is a great question. What a, what a great way to start this off. I like moving the pawn, the, fur- the next to the furthest over to the left, forward. Sometimes the furthest to the right, normally the second to the left. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too technical for some of your listeners, but that's what I like to do. I thought visualization exercise. I really expected a checkers uh, joke, but okay. It's too easy, Dallas. It's yeah. too easy. You got to subvert expectations to become exactly. The best. That would be a great comment for the one-on-one podcast that will never happen. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Why am so, I doing this anyway, to myself? Yeah. <laughs> all, all the A material is, is w- waiting for that podcast. All you get is B-roll now. Oh my god. Uh, next question. What are your favorite characters and pairing and why? In any fandom. And doesn't have to be a specific. Oh, in any fandom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have read these questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh, and then suddenly I forget everything. Okay, piece let's of go. Media what are, you, what's her, what are her, yeah. your favorite characters? Okay. Yeah, um, so within Harry Potter, I, uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to the notion of being tied to any one ship. Uh, really depends on, certainly within fan fiction, how it's written. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I have a sort of forever had a soft spot for Harry Tom, as evidenced by the fact that I keep writing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so probably Harry Tonks, uh, and then within other fandoms, it's uh, the only one that really matters is John Daenerys in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big uh, fan of that. Saw. Um, for Harry Potter, probably. I mean, I don't really ship anything specific anymore. Um, Fleur and Daphne, Padma, maybe Susan—they kind of generally draw more interesting alternative universe fictions. So maybe heading that way. But that's more about the plot than it is the character. I probably really don't care. Um, Game of Thrones, I don't know. There's a bunch of good pairings. Generis is good. Um, for Naruto, I probably prefer, you know, they make, again, very interesting plots, generally. Um, Lee? <laughs> um, so, Harry Potter, yeah. I'd, I'm probably still 
going to stick to Harry Fleur. I haven't really ventured back at Reader much uh, beyond Warden's story. Um, so, or Warden's... T- <laughs> the two fanfics I've finished since <laughs> finishing my story have both been Warden's stories. Um, and outside of Harry Potter, pro- the only one that really comes to mind is um, Trin from Stardust, but that's just because it's my favorite movie. So, Which ones are you cut out? Oh, uh, Tristan and Evane from the movie Stardust. Oh, I think I saw that one a long time ago. It's a fun, it's fun. Patrick? So I think the Harry Potter one's probably just to, to all of you and anyone who's read anything I've written. It's Harry Hermione. The one off the Harry Potter <laughs> area is, and it's not fantasy. If anyone's seen the show Friday Night Lights, the main pairing of the coach and his wife, my all-time OTP. And it's for the same reason. Essentially, again, they're both ride or die for each other. Mm-hmm. So, again, Friday Night Lights, if you haven't watched it, if you're looking for something interesting, uh, and, and if you're not from America, an interesting slice of life in America as well. But those are my two. Um, Actually, that season that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching another thing right now, but I've, I'll try to watch that one. After. I appreciate that, Nels. Thank you so much. I still haven't finished the Beatles. Beatles. The Beatles. The um, ah. Get Back. I'm still... That's, I, I should have said that. Lennon McCartney is my all-time. <laughs> okay. After that. Uh, so, next question. What are your favorite tropes? And do you have any favorite holiday tropes in fan fiction? So, I can't actually answer this one now. Um, uh favorite trope uh, is probably still actually the in Harry Potter is the Ice Queen. Oh. Um, yeah, not that I still go no, no. for the stories, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love it to death. It's like candy. Um, it's just so easy and basic, but not annoyingly so. Can be done in many uh, different ways. Yeah, it can be. So can anything if you really yeah, get into yeah, it. Of course. Uh, but I don't know. Got a soft spot for that one. And then um, and holiday tropes. Holiday, it's it's like got to be cooking together because uh, <laughs> I like I just, obviously. I just remembered the uh, hitting Harry. Oh yeah, not that. That's a bit too much. <laughs> but that minus about four hundred percent. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, favorite trope? Yes. I don't know. I haven't really been reading much recently for specific tropes. Mostly, they, some of them annoy me more than anything. Um, so I'm going to say no. I'm going to pass on that. I don't know. What about the, the one that least annoys you? The least annoys me? Like, yeah. I don't know. The ice cream one's fine if they can make an interesting character out. Uh, the, some of the ones with the Vila are pretty funny. Uh, like the, the Bond stories are always pretty hilarious. So from that point of view, I guess they're kind of funny stories. So they're great. What about <laughs> and they're Yeah, and then for holidays, I mean, it's got to be the product placement stories. Actually, a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's got to be it. The one where you take like somebody else's great scene and then destroy it because you already wrote it with a bunch of product placements that's got to be it Marty. um so holiday charts i really like generally like things aren't the oboe 
I think it's the the ability to have like an event and to you know, build around it is sort of, is a really interesting feature for a writer. Um, you can set a narrative arc to it, um, and that tends to offer more interesting stories than a lot of fourth year stories, which around that period tend to be sort of a bit aimless until you get to the second uh, task. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I really enjoy Will Warflakes. In particular, there's um, one, there's a Harry Hermione one called Hearts and Beatles um, by a writer called Stanrick. Um, but it's, it's very, very good. And then generally, um, the tropes, I'm a big fan of Azkaban fics because I'm pathetic. Um, like Harry goes to Azkaban. Yes, big fan. Um, so I started reading fiction when I was about 10. Um, and so a lot of my tastes sort of were things that were interesting to a 10 year old, and they, they still have a sort of very candy like soft spot for me. So I did not know that like, about you. Yeah, so like, even things like Dark but Not Evil Harry. Um, well, things that were just narratively really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an interesting question because I think you get burned out on so many. I think the one that I. The one that I like and I I haven't been too disappointed is that not time traveling, but dimension traveling. Harry going somewhere else mm-hmm. or someone else coming to this dimension is That's my favorite. I think it's underutilized, uh, and it doesn't fall uh some some of the pitfalls that a lot of the tropes do. So I really like dimension traveling. As far as holiday, the only one I could think of, I couldn't really think of anything, but I do like uh Harry going back to the graveyard at the holiday like he does in uh, calling back to the last book when he goes to his parents grave i do like that there there are some good romance fix centered around graveyards there's a few good one shots <laughs> so uh, raise your hand only enough to probably count in one hand yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i doubt you listen to this but okay um Big important question now. Be honest. Do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? And what's wrong with you if you don't? Go I'll take ahead. to start. I don't. Oh my god. That's it. It is a We're movie done. that We're happens done. to happen at Christmas. It is Get out. a movie. Get that... the fuck out. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Spend my time. <laughs> All that time from the service code just for that. Wardy. Accolades. Um, no, but okay. Do I. Know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I do. I, yes. I think, I think you're not, that I you're not is a very really good film. of the age, like you're a bit on the like you're different generation. I think. I mean, I mean, I think we're all a bit too young to watch Captain Patrick. We're all a bit too young to watch it when it came out. Mm. Um, Appreciate you pointing that out. I'd agree with that statement, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with all of you. It's 100% a Christmas movie. Christmas is... Clearly, you haven't watched it recently. Christmas doesn't throughout the entire movie. Because it's on Christmas. He dresses someone up as Santa and says, ho, ho, ho. These are all things that happen. It ends with them listening to a Christmas song driving away. It's more Christmassy. It's 100% It's more Christmassy Christmas than Home Alone. That's my pick. I didn't say Home Alone is a Christmas movie either. Home Alone I, I don't is know. What is wrong with you people? Movie. What the? You know what's a Christmas, a Christmas movie? The Santa Claus. How How is Home Alone not a Christmas movie? He gives that the neighbor 
a Christmas gift. That's the whole point of the movie. You guys, this is hurtful. Ward, don't point out that none of you watched Home Alone when it came out. <laughs> I was going to point out, but like, I've never seen Home Alone. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if you're going to be looking at things to watch at Christmas, and Die Hard is one of the options, or one of the other Christmas movies, I mean, you're pretty much going to choose Die Hard a lot of the time. Especially if it's you got children and they're like, let's watch Frozen again. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great Christmas movie for that reason alone. Good. Very good. Uh, what Wait, Die Hard or Home Alone? Did you say Die Hard or Home Alone? I both. I mean, we'll just oh, do okay. both. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your favorite holiday story? Either fic or original fiction? I mean, oh, either fanfic actually... or original fiction. Okay, I actually did have an be movies this, instead. This one that I read. Which one? Um, it is Terry Pratchett's The Hogfather. Mm. I like Terry Pratchett. It's funny. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's got both. It's both a book and a very excellent movie. Mm. Didn't didn't know it had a movie actually. Yeah, absolutely worth a watch. Um, Saul. Um. I think probably the first thing that kind of popped into my mind is the the Endless Seven. He did an update on Christmas Day, I think, a couple of years ago to Vidimparamus, real story, the Quidditch story without Quidditch actually being played in it, and I quite like that. Um, you know, it's a thick idea, just a short little update on a finished fiction. The one with Luton. No, uh, Harry Gabriel. Ah, okay, okay, sorry, um, warding. Yeah, uh, so I'm a big uh, Charles Dickens fan, so probably say uh, Christmas Carol. So I read, I remember reading it, I was really, really young, and it sort of sticks out. I mean, a lot, a lot of his writing sort of shapes how in Britain we view Christmas, like White Christmas, isn't that sort of thing? Um, yeah, an honourable mention, again, goes to Hearts on Beatles. It's a really, really good mm-hmm. book. Would recommend reading. Okay. That's it. <laughs> So this is super basic, and again, I wasn't alive when this came out, but It's a Wonderful Life is, for me, the quintessential Christmas movie, but it's also more than just a sappy Christmas movie, if you've ever seen it. It gets a little dark and depressing, and yeah. It's so a wonderful I, life. I don't know if I... So the payoff, the payoff is earned. It's fantastic. It is. It's a really good quality, like, really old movie. Yeah. Mm. Am I, th- I, do, I do have, I just thought of one. Niles, a favorite fanfic, Traditions, yeah. by Patrificus Simuatus. That's a good one. <laughs> I just thought of that. Sorry. We need to dance by walking Read it. Give me attention. <laughs> it's, a, it's centered around Christmas and New Year's. That was the question, no? Yeah. Okay. Chris, Christmas happens and... Actually, I'm going to change my answer to chapters 24 and 25 of Hope and Healing. <laughs> okay. Can I also change my answer? Guys, you should do it now because you're not getting a one-on-one podcast. This is our one chance yes, yes. Oh, to, actually, right. to actually talk about our own writing. Because mm-hmm, okay. it's not... Naus doesn't think it's good enough to make his normal podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the official, we're just the the B roll. Um, let, yeah, let it, let it, let it all. In up. that vein, in that vein, Warden, uh, do you want to talk about chapter sixteen for me? Yeah, 
Um, if you want to cry, read it. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just out of context, <laughs> only chapter 16. That's it. Thank you. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I've been um, reading the chapters preceding and following it. But yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what do you wish there was more of as far as tropes and characters or even pairings in, in fanfiction? Could you say that again? What do you wish there was more of as far as tropes or characters or even pairings? Tropes? I wish that there was more... And this is just me and the way I approach fanfiction. I recognize that not everyone is as... Uh... Competent? No, no. <laughs> um, uh, I do realize that not everybody is... Sorry, I forgot I'm with Petrie. I gotta up the uh, confidence level. I Yes, I do wish there was more competence. Uh, like fan fiction. Um, no, I know not everybody is as gung-ho about it as I am. But I do wish that there was more like examination of tropes and uh, rather than so, so many... Rehashing. Just people going along the rails and rehashing the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great point, because the tropes aren't the problem. It's the fact that everyone falls into the same pattern. They start with the trope, and then they follow that same progression. That yeah. is the problem. Yes, that's, absolutely. Yeah, that's like, how a trope is made. That's, it's, yeah, that's, it's so good that's that everyone want to do, and then it's done badly. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, that's why I did Teology. It's because I love the Ice Queen, but I wanted to... I didn't want it to just be like, oh, she's not very friendly, but then <laughs> Harry falls for her anyway. Like, that didn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, I kind of can't stand all the OP Harry fix, but it would be interesting if there was one that examined, like, what having immense power is like. And, or, you know, sort of almost a Superman story, a good Superman story of, like, this person who has to be extremely careful at all times. Um which isn't everyone's cup of tea, you know. I know people want to see the pew pew kill kill, but <laughs> of course, I'd like to see more of that. Characters or pairing? No. Um, characters. Uh, no, I don't. I don't really have any particular character I'd like to see more of. Uh, it's it's all like all my answers are going to be about quality and amount of thought put in. Okay. Any character can be made interesting. Uh, it drives me insane. I'm going to rant for a second. It drives me insane when people are like, after reading some fanfic, I hate this character forever. Um, I, I can't stand that. Like, it, it's, it's, uh, it's dumb and it annoys me. And any character can be made good, even if they're like, you know, like a bad guy. Even if uh, it's Voldemort. Yeah, like any of them, given the appropriate arcs and and a good enough voice and all that. So mm -hmm. uh, any character done better and pairings, uh, yeah, there's there's none that I really feel are underrepresented. I mean, I, there are, but like that you again that much fun. that I care about. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not quite the diehard shipper that I appear to be. <laughs> Salt. Yeah, uh, wish there was more as far as tropes. I mean, I think more towards what my reading tendency is, which is more alternative universe or something changed, like Petrie was pointing out dimension hopping. I mean, that kind of story is difficult to pull off because it's quite original uh, if you're going to rebuild the world into a different dimension and really think through it. But, mm -hmm. I mean, that kind of style of 
writing you don't see a ton of in, in in it or if you do it's you know they finish kind of building up their idea of the different world and then they don't tell a story afterwards they don't have one and, and it's abandoned so that would be great to see more of those um as far as like tropes or things sometimes you see a fair bit in the, like in romance where somebody has a good relationship like harry and whatever person they're paired with and then there's like gonna be a longer story and they're like well we really need to add some drama between the two of them and they just like make up like terrible drama just to cause friction between the two characters mm -hmm. when like there's no basis for it with the way the characters interact or the plot or it doesn't tie into anything it's just like we shouldn't make it easy for them but sometimes that's kind of how it works so that really annoys me i pretty much drop those fictions immediately and then other times too when like people just i was reading a fiction the other day and they were talking about redoing the world like the magical government and like if you just read what they said for like five seconds and just to pause to just like thought about this with any critical thinking you'd immediately go like they just made this up while they were writing it and didn't even think about this because if they did they realized this was like absolutely insane and no <laughs> rational person would ever think this was a way to do math you know a government but they're like oh yeah this is cool because harry thought it up aka i thought it up while i was writing it and it was like okay well that's the end of the story too because they can't have a coherent plot so yeah i do i do always appreciate those picks where harry just gets up uh makes a speech and proposes something and it's passed immediately and makes everyone's life better that's always an interesting concept that would never actually happen in any real life so exactly yeah that's horrible um characters or pairings nope yeah i think there could be some like you know like for instance one that i don't really see much of is like uh parvati you know, Harry kind of gets like his first essential kind of ish girlfriend ish situation. And, you know, I think he thinks she's pretty. That could like really kind of change his character, get, build confidence and kind of be a nice segue point. Um, as a story start, I mean, you'd have to have a story after it, but there's a lot of characters like that that could be really interesting, like different takes on tropes or canon. Um, like, uh, Padma is just another good example. Just somebody like that, where you just kind of a bit of an off kilter story you don't really see a lot of. So I like to see more of those, just because it could be something different to read. Oh, uh, Warden. Um, so in terms of things I'd like to see more of, in terms of, it's more of a storytelling feature. I'd like to see sort of what I call smaller stories. So there's a tendency within fan fiction to write fakes where everyone is like a billion times more powerful than canon, and uh, like the issue is like with the fate of the universe and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> certainly as a girl, um, I've tended to enjoy stories in which the issues are smaller and they're more personal. Um, so the the notion that uh, things don't have to necessarily be important universally, they have to be important to the characters that, as the other stories that, uh, they inhibit the stories. So, so yeah, smaller, um, more focused narratives would be the thing that I think would uh, aiding the quality better in fan fiction. And uh, just to echo what Lib said, uh, it's weird that people uh, hate characters because of how they were written. Because I, I view characters as completely malleable. Um, they're not any one thing at any one time. Um, and a character that I'd like to see more of is uh, Cho. So, oh. uh, I think... Post-war? Yeah. Um, not necessarily. Um, but post-war would definitely work. I feel like um, her narrative arc within canon is probably the least satisfying because um, she's sort of a tertiary character. 
And there is, there really is so much to work with there. I mean, that little speech Hermione gives when she's explaining it to Perry, what she's going through. There's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in her head that year. And, uh, yeah. And then, and a lot of the, the treatment that she receives in fan fiction, um, is she's very dismissed. Um, I think it would be, it'd be nice if somebody was to offer a slightly uh, more holistic take to her. I don't think I've ever read a Joe fanfic. Um, there's quite a few that I enjoy. Um, like a few polyfics with Harry, Cedric, and Chow. There's one called um, An Excessive Amount of Politeness. I think it's on AO3. Um, mm. And that's amazing. Um, it's set around the Yule Ball. Mm. Um, and it's, it's really, really good. But yeah, it, it's a very rare pairing. And Perry? Well, what you said about Joe, so... Uh, Patty. Uh, I think Ward already hit it as far as what I would like to see more of. I, again, if you've read what I've written, I just like I like the universe that's been created there. So, so sticking in what's there and just tweaking a little bit or changing something a little bit or adding little pieces and keeping it focused on that base. That's what I like to read. I wish there was more of that as opposed to. Uh, seems like so many people trying to build so much and maybe their grasp maybe not being able to to extend as far as they're trying to reach uh as far as pairings when i read this question the first one that leaped to mind and i keep thinking about it more and more is harry katie bell uh i can get behind that one it's yeah. it's shocking and again it, this is on me because i haven't looked for it lately but if if there's any pairing that seems like it would be the simplest to, that would make the most sense to write that you have a very easy path toward that would make sense it would be good for both of them it would make sense for both of them that's I, the pairing I could see you starting at uh, even first year because like uh, Katie is a second year so in theory she and Harry are both uh, first timers in the quitted team yep. so like the bonding there it's so easy to go over and again, I know I'm so one note. Six year as well. That's all I write is six year. But six year, her two best friends have graduated. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Harry, Hermione's, you know, off the reservation. Crazy. <laughs> Ron's got a girlfriend. Ginny's got a boyfriend. What do they have in common? He's the Quidditch guy. It's all right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised there are more stories. I wish there were more. So. That's a good one. I know that there's mm. at least one one shot being made or about to be made about Katie, but it's uh, a bit depressing post war and kind of crazy. Not exactly. Yeah, I wrote a one shot for Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. What's the name? <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Um, it's called Eight Tonight. I should or, take a look. It doesn't matter if it's really good or not. Just say it's good. Come on. Liberty's Absolutely learning. No. He's 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 figured this out. Just you gotta you'll never... match Patriot's confidence. You gotta try to match Patriot's confidence, although you never will. <laughs> you'll never match it. You just just do gotta try it. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Be better. Um, what's your favorite jo- uh, genre to write? Uh, romance. Libby. Romance. Straight yeah. at. Just flat out. That's why I read, and that's why I write. Any variations like um, like Victorian, the oldies. like what? Victorian, Victorian, Victorian. Oh, Victorian. Victorian. 
Oh, okay. Like sort of uh, yeah, subgenres. Like, yeah. Um, fantasy romance, I guess, because my reading background is fantasy, mm-hmm. and it's something I've I've realized only. That's a good probing question. Good podcasting, Oz. <laughs> uh, Thank you. The um, it's something I've realized only recently. Like because I was listening to the to the Stormlight archives, mm-hmm. and I was bored out of my mind, except for like during um, like potential romance scenes. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, like this world is is really big and interesting to a point, but like. The book itself isn't for me. And then I, I had I had the thought one day, I'm just like, wait a minute, romance is just a genre that exists. Um, <laughs> and I can I can read the books. So yeah, but probably fantasy romance is where I've got my um probably as evidenced by Stardust being like my favorite movie. Um Yeah, that's where I tend to gravitate towards. Um Saul? What's your favorite genre um, to write? Genre, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I like things that kind of catch my interest to write. So sometimes it's world building. Sometimes there's character interactions or certain scenarios where it'd be like, you know, Harry should have done this or changed that, or what if these people had discussed something um, in canon, and that could just kind of start. So it's mostly just things that catch my attention. I mean, uh, romance is pretty good to write sometimes, but you gotta like the characters that are interacting and wanna kind of go along with that. So. That's pretty much how I write. Just if it's interesting to me, then I just give it a go. And if I don't, then if I don't like, then obviously I just move on. Mm. Okay, that's a bit of a non-answer, but okay. <laughs> You're supposed to like probe more. Let me got a probing question. Where's mine? Yeah. Nas, if I'm ever on a one-on-one podcast, you know what? I won't talk back to you. And <laughs> give me constructive criticism. I will take it and do better. Okay, I want you to know that. <laughs> Warning. Um, the same as Liv, I'm afraid. It's, it's romance. <laughs> the only reason why I write is to write romance stories. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I read these days. And uh, I go through phases of... Okay. <laughs> um, so, I suppose fantasy romance is what I read most. Um, in terms of what I write, I, I like contemporary fiction. So, um, there's a book called Tender by Belinda McKinnon, um, that I've been reading recently that's amazing. My favorite. Yeah, contemporary romance, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite, probably, urban fantasy. Like the vampire style, but not vampire. Fuck Twilight. Uh, Patrick? So, again, if. It's romance, obviously. That's mm-hmm. what I. Read. <laughs> that's all I write. I know, um, but like... I will say, <laughs> the big, the big, uh, where I differ from Liv and probably Warren as well. I, I think I'm the polar opposite as far as the fantasy aspect. I'm much more into and enjoy the the mundane, the ordinary, that kind of relationship existing very quietly while everything else is happening around them. But they're they're kind of that ride or die thing where they're they're their own team, mm-hmm. uh, the being very simple, helping each other. You know, when I saw this question, I just kept thinking about all the things I like. Friday Night Lights, Harry and Hermione. There's a movie. If you ever seen the movie called Once, there's a there's a the couple that never actually get together, but they get together and help each other. It's all these boring movies. If you, if you saw them, 
without knowing what's happening below the surface, you'd think they were extremely boring, but they're making their lives better on it just on a daily basis while while the world happens around them. So, so if that answers your question. Yeah, it yes. Yeah. yeah Fantastic. Go folding slowly in there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if you could conjure up a holiday story from the ground up, what would it be? I could conjure a holiday story? Yeah, like, uh, what do you think up? it's a random good plot? Um, probably, it'd probably be some weird folklore take on sort of the some holiday tradition. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, probably that. Just, just which is, is I think, partially a Terry Pratchett influence. Um, his stuff is always recognizable, but weirdly different. Um, so, yeah, yeah, probably that. Just a, a weird take on the holiday that examines and adds its own weird background folklore to. Saw? Um, conjure up a holiday story. I mean, I have a number of ideas already already tucked away. I think, mm-hmm. like, even just for ITT, I've got, like, three different holiday Christmas story ideas to do a chapter update, but, you know, I have to get around to writing them. And even just listening to Petri earlier talking about, you know, Haiti, Gary, or Harry and Katie's sixth year, you could easily throw Christmas in and uh, being lonely. And then you could oh, get that'd be a Katie, great one. Katie sneaking Harry out to go see the graveyard to see his parents and no romance. I mean, I would not write a romance in the graveyard. But that's <laughs> <laughs> It's a bold choice, Sal. I would agree with you. I would never do it. It's weird, but, you know, I appreciate the bravery of some authors to try that. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. But then again, maybe there's some bad shots, right? There's some shots you shouldn't take. Look, half-court shots are valid, okay? I mean, you could have the romance, you know, the impetus for a relationship start in the graveyard and not be weird about it, but... uh... You know, the romance part starting in the graveyard is a bit strange. Yeah, but, but I'm sure you could, like, again, I just heard this from Petri, and obviously there's an easy story idea right there. So, uh, you know, lacking ideas is more just the will and time. There's so write. much there, right, Sal? Just thinking about it. That's so what much. happened. We were, I made it, we were just joking around on the Discord the other day, and it started me thinking about it more. It's, it's, hold on, hold I'm on. shocked that there are more. Did you really just I say never on the Discord? Story. Yeah. Not on this card. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> who was the first one who sorted out how to use get on this call? The Are water. we on the internet right now? <laughs> um, unbelievable. <laughs> so when I said the Discord, I was referring to Sal's specific Discord. Just Sal. You, do you understand? The server he owns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, Petra. So I was a bit more specific. <laughs> You're pretty, Petra. Because if I said on Discord, it could be any Discord. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I was the first one on this call. I just want to make sure we all know that. <laughs> no, no, no problems connecting. No problems with the time. <laughs> Creating an account. I was set, ready to go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, morning. Your holiday story. Oh, right. Thank you. I completely lost the question. So... The idea that I like for a holiday story, I tend to like it is, because Christmas is often a time about loneliness, it's a, a period of loneliness for a lot of people. Um, and that tends to be an aspect of my writing. Um, mm-hmm. 
Right Sorry, I would, I would in, I, <laughs> yep. Um, so I, uh, I would sort of enjoy a story in which you have two people that probably like in a city, probably maybe if it could be a Harry Fleur story, a Harry Gabriel, Gabriel story post-war, two people, like, cut away from them. I mean, Harry doesn't have a family. Um, but Fleur may be away from her family and they sort of, the, the bonding over being lonely, I think that would be a nice story to tell. That's good. I like, I, I like to read that. I usually prefer more slow, uh, don't want to say angsty, but like, uh, melodramatic, maybe. Patrick, which one, yeah. which story would you do? So I, I've always been intrigued by the idea of a post-war story for Harry, where he's kind of finding his feet in the new world, never had any, you know, holiday things he did, if, for example, traditions, if you will, <laughs> finding his feet. After the war, mm-hmm. forming his own traditions without mm-hmm. knowing it. <laughs> I think that would make a really good one shot. Potentially pairing him with Hermione. <laughs> as he realizes how many traditions he's already set with her. I think that would be a good idea. Traditions <laughs> by Petrificus Samuatus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> New chapter out this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you heard I it wish. here first. <laughs> I'm just answering the question, Alice. You asked. Sure, sure. Just that, right. If you had a magical ability, what would you wish for? If I had a magical ability? Like, yeah. if I had one free wish, one, what would like I wish a, for? Like a, a mutant. Like, one, one thing that you're an expert in. Like, you can change shapes. That's it. Like a, oh. like a metamorph. Oh, okay. Ooh, Metamorph would actually be really good. That's what yeah, you're going to go with. Metamorph. Yeah, I, I am actually going to go with Metamorph. Uh, for the uh, tactical utility of uh, being able to get away from like any social situation <laughs> I could ever want to get oh away from. God. You're so antisocial. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So? You use magic. It's pretty darn flexible. You can kind no, of no, 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 no. No cheating. Powers. No cheating. No cheating. Come on. Guess one. Now, so I won't cheat on my answer. And I won't cheat on any answers of the one-on-one podcast <laughs> if I ever get to do that. I just want you to know that. Uh, I hate myself. Like, just one one finger or an expert in uh, oh. An expert in? Like, what about, can you use, like, the flashes, like, crazy speed? Yeah, just, just flash speed, for instance. Sure. Good. That one. <laughs> I'm giving you all the ideas. Warning. Warning. Isn't... Flash is speed like the best one. That's what I was pointing out. That's why I pointed like out. Teleport- well, I'll say teleportation. So I think it's for apparating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ward hit on mine. At the heart of it, I don't need to be a hero. I don't want to be a hero. If I can transport wherever I want to go in an instant, sign me up. Forget running, Sal. I just want to transport there. <laughs> Uh, if you had a wand uh, that could erase something from the fandom, what would you delete, Dave? If I could erase one thing from the fandom, what would I delete? Yep. Myself. Oh my god. <laughs> That's morbid. Let's see. I also read that question and I didn't get any further than that answer, so <laughs> let, me, let me think for a moment. Okay, um, let's. No. Oh, no, I did I did think of an answer. Mm. I did think of an actual okay. answer. Is, if I get rid of something from the Phantom, it'd be me. 
that it's useless. How do you mean it's useless? It's well, it's at at best, it's it's just like haha, don't we all hate this character? Which isn't very good storytelling anyway. Just hop in Discord and say haha, don't you hate the character? Um, oh, and, I see. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, the, and the or, sentiment of like bashing some some yeah, character from yeah, like bashing a story. Um, you know, it, the the common examples are. You know, manipulative idiot Dumbledore, yeah, or okay. messy eating. You know, paid off to be Harry's friend Ron, and, and all that stuff. Genie, it's post, yeah, uh, it's just yeah, it's it's laziness. It's my this my old man coming out is kids nowadays don't want to do the work to make uh, characters genuinely fall out or try and do the work to make them just grow apart naturally mm-hmm. or actually write conflict they want i'm to. just gonna I'm ju- i just want to put one counterpoint in there because i don't disagree yeah. with what you're saying but some of the worst they're the reason that's such a trend is because of folks in the mid 2000s mid to late 2000s that went all in on that so i i can't blame it on the young folks <laughs> <laughs> that's fair to be because... to be yeah, to be perfectly fair, that that era of fan fiction is uh, I was out of fan fiction at the time, so I don't know I don't know what that's like, but um, I can see how it's a, a pendulum swinging a certain way, uh, but I think it's a time to swing back, you guys. Saul, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I think it's a pretty easy option for me. You know, I'm looking for fan fiction, um, just something like fan fiction app that can let you have two characters to exclude. The first one is always Snape, and the second one is always Hermione. How dare you? I knew that's what you were going to say. But if, I can, if I can just say something real quick. Hold on. No, no, let me think. I'm so there. glad. I agree with you. I'm 100% on board with you excluding Hermione. No, I want to get rid of the Snape and Hermione <laughs> at the same time in fictions. Like, they should, like, the pairing is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. That's called pedophile. Oh, that's okay. That's okay, then. Like you know, like for the for the age of Grant Gap to like work, he's got to be like fifty something, not like you know, going after a teenager. Like it's predatory, it's disgusting, it should never be in fiction. What and the other thing travel? would be the grooming. Well, there'll be grooming, right? Like the I've gone back in time. I was fifty, and uh, I'm eleven, and no, like, I love my wife still. That's also eleven. Like say Hermione at seventeen during the war, she jumps back when he's sixteen, seventeen. So I would not, never. See, this is the best part. When you put those two filters in at the top, you'd never have to see those things. You don't have to think about them. It's just really good. <laughs> okay. That's a but way better can I? Can I? Can I answer as well for that? Because again, you're pairing Hermione with Snape. Lily stops associating with Snape for reasons when he's 16 and 17. So for Hermione to go backwards, back and. The whole trope of a woman miraculously saving someone is an awful trope to begin with. So I, I don't like that either. If he, if she goes back at 16 and he's a piece of garbage, which well, he clearly Lily, is at that point. Lily obviously quit hanging around him because he got himself a time traveling girlfriend and it was awkward. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> Warning. That's true. We only have Harry's limited perspective, so I could see right. that. <laughs> yeah. Warning. If you could um, erase something from the fandom. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking about this quite difficult. I think bashing is the best answer. Um, that's what but in particular, that's mine I, um, as well. Yeah, in particular, I think I'd say um, it's romances between in Muggleborn characters or Harkwood characters. Um, because it doesn't make any sense. Or it, like, the, uh, it doesn't seem would be them having a healthy relationship is impossible. It, it, so it would it seems ridiculous to me. So a uh, question then, follow up question. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say negating the fact that we're in a fan fiction space and most people don't possess skill required, probably to create a story like this. But you're saying it's not a healthy relationship. Is there a good book somewhere in there? Um. Uh, that's written by a more skilled yeah exploring an unhealthy or or sort of featuring an unhealthy relationship like that um yeah i mean there definitely is scope for that sort of story but i mean certainly within the question i think is framed as like personally what would you not want to see if i want to read romance i want to read that's true the the decay of a horrible relationship based on (laughs) you don't (laughs) i hit backspace (laughs) I um, there's definitely a definitely scope for that story. Um, but I think it, it requires um a level of probably growth with, within a character for it to even begin to work. Because their character is a death eater for them to enough respect to allow themselves to love a Mukulban. It, it, it requires a lot of skill of writing. That I think it's very difficult to find that in fun. Okay, that's good. Uh, Patrick. Uh, I think Sal Sal was the one who hit on it earlier. Um, I think what, what what I wish there was less of, or wish more authors understood, was a slow burn is a slow burn to a destination, and you don't have to put artificial obstacles to stop them going going to that ultimate destination. Out of character fights other weird things happening to stop it artificially so you can extend your story. Drama um, for the mistake. Odd draw, yeah, exactly. I, and I feel like, I'm not sure who, I know a lot of people like angst, and angst is fine, but angst should be part of the story, like they're suffering together, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they're going through, they should be doing it together. They shouldn't be causing it uh, to each other, and I think there's too much of that. So That's what I would like to see less of. Do you think that is a, um, at least partially a function of the fact that general, I'd say generally, longer stories equal better. The longer the better. The million word, the two million word are most desirable. So people look for roadblocks, or do you think that they think that is how it should be? I, I honestly don't, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to. See, because it's hard for me to answer that because I don't like longer stories for that very reason, <laughs> and I don't like like those artificial obstacles. So, I I honestly think, and I again, what do I know? I think it's people thinking that's what writing a romance is, a relationship is. Um, Standing out, and getting, and again, we always have to remember in fan fiction and Harry Potter fan fiction, there are so many people trying this for the first time. Uh, so I try to give any everyone the benefit of the doubt in that way, but and I think it's getting better. I really do. I can uh, agree with that. I'd say honestly, yeah. I think Discord's a player 
probably Discord, really. Uh, and it might be my own experience and bias talking, but um, it didn't used to be like this. Authors weren't so accessible. It wasn't so easy to share knowledge and experience so easily. Yeah, I'd so yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Discord's amazing for that. Um, I think, I think that like Liberty's point earlier, just as far as whether it's you know an experience or just not knowing. I think part of it is their first time writers. Like we have a lot of those in Harry Potter. They cut their teeth trying to write, and you know, and, they, and they're going to make mistakes, but. I think it's also inexperienced people that don't understand relationships or people that don't understand character interactions and how they work. Um, people that are trying to, yeah, they're trying to write romance and they've never been in a long-term relationship and they don't quite understand that, you know, to keep attention to the story, you you can get them together and, and have the other rest of the story keep your attention versus, you know, keeping the tension of will they get together? Won't they get together? I mean, how many TV shows do you watch that are popular that, season one they're like i think they're going to get together in the finale and then it's like season five it's like oh they might get together this finale actually you know like they just yeah. reproduce what you've seen done terribly in tv sometimes and and continue that and they just never have been in that and read those kind of stories so i think a lot of it's just inexperience and not understanding you know character dynamics and how they work with the plot which is again something you would learn as you write more yeah and and similarly i think a lot of them have probably heard at some point um, like relationships are hard and they have their ups and downs. And so, yeah, when they get to that smooth patch, that kind of kicks in. They're like, well, it can't all be easy. Um, you know, relate and cor- they correctly think relationships have their ups and downs and have difficulties, but then they apply that knowledge in practice. Yeah. And I, cause I, it's scope and scale, right? Because I, I venture to say we've all known that couple who are, awful for each other that stay together for a long time and they have weird fights and weird breakups and they get back together that everyone else doesn't think those folks should be together they shouldn't be together long term right Mm -hmm. so that why would i want to read that the folks that the folks that you know you stayed with you from the off or you know as you're doing it you find that bond and you're still going to fight but it's not those sorts of fights i guess is what i'm saying you yeah. still have disagreements, uh, but you work through those. And again, I much prefer us against the world as opposed to us against each other for quote unquote reasons uh, that slow everything down, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think arguments within stories, <laughs> um, certainly within characters that love each other, have to come from a place of how do we so that we can make each other happy rather than how do we solve this issue or how do we find something to write about until we want to get to the point I actually want to write about. Um, yeah, the yeah, the thing that I always took in in terms of writing romantic tension, if you want to write that sort of thing, is you have they, they both have to want the other person to be happy. They It has to be... Uh, if they don't want to be right, they have to be... Uh, or they want, they want to try and solve this problem rather than just um, feeding their own narcissism. Uh, which is not an aspect of, of argument you see in that. Certainly in That was completely out of topic. I love it. Oh, yeah, we went well. <laughs> uh, Great probing question. Hey. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could travel anywhere with um, a limited budget, where would you go and why? Zip. 
probably go visit Ward. <laughs> That's cute. My answer is just visit Luke. That's really cute. But why? But why? <laughs> yeah. Ward the best. So we can go right. Wait, wait, can, I, can I just ask a question? Yeah. Liberty just said he wanted to see Warden, and your response was, but why? Did I hear that correctly? I just wow. want to make him embarrassed, that's all. Uh, wow. Jesus. You love to listen to my words. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly yeah, that. yeah, I don't know if, if directly quoting you is. <laughs> Shut up! Quoting you in context directly. But, you know, that was. I was totally fair with that comment, but I get why I will, I will never get a one on one podcast. I understand it. <laughs> I hate you. So, where would you I mean, go? obviously, it's Europe. For me, I mean, I've been to America a bunch, been to South America before, so Europe is uh, expensive. They've got great history. You know, where museums are you and even to watch some soccer. You know what's cheap, though? My spare room. Come visit me. <laughs> I'm already living there. Back off, so. <laughs> now, I'll ask the question, but why would you want to visit Ward? Go ahead. Shut <laughs> 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 uh... Well, since Warden already answered, Patrick. I mean, I can't move. I'm like, going to stay still. <laughs> so I, I don't like beaches. I don't. That that doesn't appeal to me. I, I think I might have told you this before, now. I the things I like doing: going to shows, eating good food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So New York, London, Paris, big, larger cities like that. That's what I would do every day, especially with the limited budget because it's so expensive. Sign me up. Oh, yeah. I'll have a rotation of those oh. cities. Yeah, Warden, let's go out to eat when we... <laughs> For sure. Uh, Warden, you said you can come visit me. I don't know. With your unlimited budget, when you come to Gary, be sure to include bodyguards. <laughs> Maybe he has an unlimited budget. Maybe he can fly to you to New York or L.A. or something. <laughs> to the slums of New York or L.A., somewhere much safer than Gary, Indiana. <laughs> I'll do respect. I feel like you two would have more fun in New York or LA. That's that's just my opinion. He has an unlimited budget. You could go to Manhattan. There, you know, live it up. I've never been to Manhattan. Let's not go to LA. It sucks to drive in LA. It sucks to be in LA. There you go, New York. Sorry, hold on, Warden. To be in LA. LA. <laughs> to go hiking in LA. <laughs> go go to a taco truck in LA. Jesus. It's just cold out there, so kind of cold in LA. <laughs> yeah, it took us longer than I expected, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> trying to be reasonable writers for a bit. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, if I could go to Listerville, Ontario, that'd be great. Um, anytime the film, the, the show Letterkenny. Oh, yeah, I'm changing my answer. Oh. Want to go visit Letterkenny? Yeah. Yeah. Where is that? So, you moved to Listerville, Ontario. I've only been to Ontario once, and it was not there. Is it I would far consider away from going, you? though. Uh, yeah, just, you know, 
let's just Google this really quickly. Toronto's in Ontario, right? Only something like, you know, 3,000 kilometers away. Is Toronto in Ontario? Uh, Toronto's the center of the world, so uh, probably. Oh, boy. I don't think Sal wants to go go to Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) It's Toronto, the French quarter. No, that's Quebec. Quebec, okay. Good fishing in Quebec. You guys seem to move on, or being mortal will never ever stop. So, what are your favorite foods? Holiday foods? Um, probably, probably this Chex mix that my mom makes. Um, Chex? Yeah, it's trail mix, basically. Um, yeah, she just makes it a certain way, and it just, the smell of it, it's one of those things, it's the smell of it always means it's the holidays, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Saul? Um, it's going to be baked goods, specifically things my wife makes, uh, Pershke, uh, cinnamon twists, ginger snaps, peanut butter cookies with the Hershey's Kiss. Oh, hell yeah. There's like Christmas cake that my family makes every year, there's not like a specific name for it, but it's been made for years, mm-hmm. it's awesome, amazing, and uh, it takes a week to set, so. Yeah, those are the kind of things, just traditions. I, I, mean, traditions, I remember last year. He's got those covered too, but traditions, uh, those are pretty good. <laughs> I remember last year when you had a like uh, seven course of basically all desserts for a whole week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's desserts are never lacking at the family gatherings. And uh, sometimes there's more desserts than people. And it's like, wow, this is a lot of food. <laughs> Traditions are amazing. Traditions are amazing. I think it, like centered around traditions are amazing as well. I think we need more of those. Totally unrelated, but. Warden. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't think it's particularly tied toward Christmas. We only really have that Christmas in my family. Um. My mum makes this uh, cheesecake. Um, Let's go. That I think is that is I think the least healthy thing that anybody has ever made. Yes, <laughs> go. Like, um, she used to make it, like when I was growing up, she'd make it, and then for the next three hours, the, my entire family would just be asleep on sofa. Like the sugar would just kill us. <laughs> just dead. <laughs> it, it, it was. It, I don't know. Maybe half a foot thick. Like it's ridiculous. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, and usually, because uh, we, we do Christmas in the pretty big here <laughs> in my family, and so even then, I'm still trying to save room for a cheesecake that's probably going to give me like heart disease by the tw- age 25. Not far away. What a way to go, though. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, you can, no, uh, if you want. Stuff. Yeah, if you want, you can join my next cooking stream or cake, and you can see, you can Ooh. compare the two. When is it? Yeah. I haven't decided. Sometime in the new year. Because I, I love the baking cheesecake one. For... Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. Um, and, uh, I yeah, skipped no, out on uh, work. No showed up. Nobody else it. here showed up. I think I was working. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't invite me. I was Yeah, working. I didn't know about it, but thanks for letting me know, Liv. I really appreciate, I that. appreciate that. I expect you guys to just know. Exactly. Especially because yeah. neither is on Flower Pot anymore. That sounds like uh, I am. Oh. I well, I'm. I'm a member. I just 
I haven't been there for. So hold on. So you're yelling at me, but I like at everyone. I think three or four times about it. So yeah, well, I might have muted that. I might have muted that on uh, that. <laughs> I found my ex. Liv, you didn't tell me. Seriously. Had you muted and locked behind a door? <laughs> Liv, I thought, you know, us being in the same being heralded authors that Nas doesn't think are very good oh my God. not worthy <laughs> enough to be get our own podcast I thought we had a bond that you would DM me directly for those sorts of things so I keeping in theme is is neither of us are good enough for personal DMs either so uh, that's fair that's fair not nearly good enough not no. even close no maybe one day we'll get out of these like group DM podcast situations. But the exalted Sal, he looks for any excuse to add Sal to it. Y'all, you get a podcast. You get a podcast. <laughs> Sal gets five podcasts. Podcast. No, exactly. I'm over. Exactly. Okay. And he's already finding the next one. I mean, you just go throw that up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not lying. <laughs> That's the worst thing. Uh, what's your favorite food, Patrick? Before you kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just take so, a pause there? I, I sure. won't say uh, I won't say it's uh, down the gauntlet of it's the most unhealthy thing. I think this is equally as unhealthy, and I will say I think it's probably as American as it gets. So uh, I have a, my family has a tradition since I was a little kid. We make this punch. And, again, ago. my parents don't drink, so there's no alcohol involved. Mm -hmm. But you don't need alcohol when you have this much fat and sugar and dairy in it. It's essentially you take eggnog, vanilla ice cream, and Liberty might red cream soda. Lib, do you yeah, know red cream okay, soda? Yeah. So you yeah. combine those into punch, and it is unbelievable. That sounds, I don't want to know. That sounds, it sounds like oil in our veins. I don't want to know the calorie count. I don't want to know the sugar content. But it's one of those things you can only have once a year because, as Warden was talking about, a cheesecake. You will you will not live past the age of twenty if this was a normal thing you did. So try it out; it's fantastic. It sounds I never so had eggnog, so yeah, oh, that sounds good. Eggnog's a hit or a miss. All uh, three things, are, yeah, a, all three things are horribly unhealthy for you on they're, their own. They're very so you combine their powers and drink it; it's fantastic. The uh, most American thing would be is if you did it with uh, diet red soda. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> And say and justified it by putting diet in it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You can have it. Then you can have it four times a year. I don't get. I, I don't understand why I gained twenty pounds in December. We <laughs> use diet soda. <laughs> I blame the immigrants. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> to hear that definitely in the podcast. <laughs> will that make it to the final cut of the podcast? I want to know. We, we will see. Oh, Let's see how much of, of anything Petrie says actually makes it to the Leave podcast. it in now, you coward. I'm calling you out. Leave it in. <laughs> Petrie's about to be cut so much he doesn't even get the group podcast. Now, you know what? Cut whatever you want. As long as those tradition, tradition mentions get kept, we're good. Sorry, what tradition methods? I think we hear it a few more times. To make Traditions sure. by Petrificus Sawadas. I've heard it's the genre-defining holiday one-shot in the Harry Potter community. Hey, if Polly. I were looking for genre-defining holiday one-shot Harry Potter fan fiction, where would I go to find? 
<laughs> what websites are they on? <laughs> Fanfiction.net. Archive of our own. Oh, on both. Yeah, it's there. I think it's on Wattpad. Just give it a shot. Did you put it on Wattpad yet? That's the real question. <laughs> it's only on Wattpad if it gets plagiarized to Wattpad. Uh, if you could eat any fiction, fictional food or beverage, what would it be? Like from a movie or Harry Potter or whatever. Uh, I mean, I've had butter beer. That was pretty good. Where? Uh, uh, at the Universal Studios in down in Florida. Oh, my friend went there. He had some. It was okay. Didn't me any. It, if you don't like butterscotch, then I, I like butterscotch. never had butterscotch. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Um. So unironically, like the Harry Potter world down there is fucking awesome. Um. So that honestly, the the only other fantasy specific food that I can think of is Lambus bread. That is all I can think of. So that I guess. Mm-hmm. I saw a cooking video once for Lambus bread. I think Beep sent me. I saw. I mean, Lambus bread was going to be my number one there to go <laughs> with. But uh, I think there would be some really good things for like. I mean, I'd be even just the Harry Potter fire whiskey be kind of interesting to try, or butter beer, but. Star Trek and Star Wars would have had some really interesting foods to give yeah. it a go. And, a bit and even weird. if you want to find out, like, um, Calvin and Hobbes, the chocolate frosted sugar bombs, I mean... Oh, my God. Bombs. Oh, wow. That unlocked a memory. An, <laughs> that's an oldie. Uh, what? Um, I think I want to say, like... Because if, if anybody has read some of any of these of like fire books, like... There are entire chapters devoted to like these elaborate feasts that happen, sort of uh, like Wars of Lords and stuff. I think that probably came to mind first. So, any one of the million roasted foods that George R. R. Martin devoted thousands of words to. Um, mm. Roast. But I'm going to cheat and say because it's a drink, you drink it, apologies, potion. Oh. oh, wow. <laughs> that is a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but whose hair is in it? And what does it taste like? Uh, goblin piss, as per canon. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like. Doesn't the like taste change based on whose body part or whose, yeah. whose Hermione, hair? Hermione yeah. thought Harry tasted very good, by the way. That's not so lewd at all. That's, that's not, not lewd this at is all. a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I'd go. I don't know. I feel like Cedric. Oh, I feel like that, by the way. Like the actor? Yes, I mean the character as well. Oh. Um, what what does he taste like? Say for uh, answers only. Uh, tragic uh, short demises. <laughs> Tastes vaguely of, of grave soil. Unf- unfulfilling narrative. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I I I'm getting a graveyard pick here, one shot. Isn't typing this one handed then. Does it work on dead people? Can you unbury Cedric? See, this is exactly where I was headed, Liberty. Exactly right. Harry needs that hair. He misses Cedric. He needs that hair to uh, make it. 
It practically writes itself. <clears throat> Go write it. <laughs> oh, I would never write a romance graveyard. Who, what kind of a weirdo would do that? Not me. It's, that's it's, sure. not, it's not set in the graveyard. The graveyard's just a set piece. Uh, well, that's better. Because setting <laughs> one in a graveyard is the focal point. Again, super weird. <laughs> well, presumably he had a funeral. You could bypass the graveyard entirely. Well, I was, yeah, that's true. That would be a little, that would be a little harder though with all those people around. Well, but true love finds a way. I, I don't like. He has thinking. his cloak. Oh, yeah, he has his invisibility cloak. So yeah, that makes sense. I don't like thinking much about like characters that are dead, still able to be used for polyjuice. Because like Snape's a potion of master. He visited Lily when she died. It's oh, that's fucking upsetting. Creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did you have to make it awkward? Because I've read one like that. We're all so much happier for looking back at his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not really. Better? So this was... I, I remember thinking about this question, and this is like... Uh, I feel like this is like the weird sisters everybody listening to or Celeste Warbuck, whatever her name was with music. Oh, yeah. Would music be any better because it's about magic or whatever related to food? But I will say the one I thought of was what Sal mentioned, fire whiskey. Yeah. Uh, giving you more confidence and feeling warm in your chest and all that good stuff. That I'm, would be I'm surprised no one mentioned uh, Felix Felicis. That's not... That doesn't it's count. That's a cheat. That's Ooh. like saying, I, I, "What if?" Uh, why do you? You know, use know what? I, you know what? I apologize now. So that's a great point. Please have me on the one-on-one podcast. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're such a whore. <laughs> <laughs> what a great answer, Patriot. Maybe if you take some Felix Felicis, you might have a chance. <laughs> Imagine if this all comes out and he doesn't get one. Like, just, there's just no... It's not happening. I, I think it is destiny. Yeah, that it, is what's it happening. It can't do the impossible. It, it can just do the almost impossible. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. If you could take a character from a fictional story and bring them to our, our world, who would you pick? And if you could go inside a fictional world, which world would you go into? Um, like pluck a character from any fandom hmm. and bring to our world. Who would you? It's a hard question. I I, I wish I'd read the questions now because I, I'm not so attached to anybody that I'd really want to. Because then that's a person that I have to talk to, right? Like I mean, I brought them to this world. I have to explain things to them. Um, you could bring Dobby him and him work for you. Yeah, but it, he's really high maintenance, I think. Monster? Uh, creature? Could I bring, like, Winky? Winky just sure. drinks and is sad. I think I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> but in this era of cell phones, someone would see her, record her. Do you want that? Spotlight? Um, I'm just being practical here. Well, I'm not going to have her out places. Wow, so go. you're just like you're just like Barty Crouch. You're going to lock her <laughs> in a house. 
Interesting. Well, I don't leave. I lock myself in this <laughs> What's she going to need to go anywhere for? Uh, descend, maybe. I, I, I guess I could, I could send her to go feed flies, and that could cause an issue. Um... Yeah, I, I don't. I, I really can't think of anyone that I'm like so. So. Uh, maybe Captain Shakespeare. I think that'd be an interesting evening. Uh, but he'd need to go back afterwards. <laughs> I don't think I can handle his, his level of energy. Um, and then any world that I could jump into. Yes. Um, I do legitimately think Harry Potter would be neat, provided I am end up being a wizard. Um, otherwise, it's just normal everyday life. But also, you could write. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, I'm stuck in England, knowing that there's magic, but I can't do anything about it. Like, come on, that's even that's worse than being in regular England. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think being in Harry Potter would be pretty neat. So, I think that was a difficult one. Like any character from any fictional story. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. The first thing I kind of thought would be somebody to kind of be helpful leader guidance like maybe Gladriel or somebody like that or probably not them you'd probably want to take one of the even older elves that was actually you know smarter or even a maya a melian you know to help guide humans but that's kind of the first thing that kind of came to mind as far as pulling a character from fiction out and jumping into <clears throat> it's gonna be harry potter i mean it seems like the easy answer but it's essentially our world and you could have magic and you could still have all of your family and friends around so That'd be pretty sweet. And, you know, like the chance of crazy death to just, you know, don't live in England for a while. And <laughs> 97, 98, go back. I mean, apparently it's all good after that. So, yeah. All as well. Um, yeah, for mine, I I don't know. It's very difficult picking one. If it's only fantasy, or can it be anything? Uh, no, it can be from anywhere. Any story. Oh, anything. then like, it'd be like Tony Stark, so... Just look like technology. Ooh, I like Tony. Yeah, he's my favorite. Like planar Yeah, I mean, I don't like the character. Very, very. I don't like the characters all. It's quite bad. I don't like the fan fictions that he that get rid of him. I don't really like the Iron Man films or the Iron Man comics. I think if you want some like push forward uh, technological development, it's him. And jumping into. Uh, well, I live in England. So... <laughs> Okay. Kind of need Harry um, yeah, the issue with a lot of worlds is that because I'm sort of predisposed towards writing, I'm, I'm, I just die. Like, oh, I'd love to live in Skyrim if I was Dragonborn. I'm not. I'm just a dude. So I'm like, killed forever by the Dragonborn. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the guy in the tower that just gets absolutely murdered by that first dragon. Just don't, <laughs> just don't take an arrow to the knee, and you'll be fine. Oh jeez! <laughs> I went there. I know. Awful. I know. I know. Better. So again, this was. I will echo everyone else. This was the probably the toughest question, but I think I have a good answer. Mm-hmm. I would bring Neo from the Matrix here. Oh. Simply to watch him process that he's gone from living in a world that he thought was real. Oh my god! <laughs> to the world that was really real. That was a simulation. And then being brought to the world that was real, the simulation is the reality. So I would love to see him have to go through all that. And his story but then what happens is a when, fiction. When, yeah, what happens when he 
having already left the matrix is able to leave our simulation and just but vanish. he can't it's uh, I, again this is all under the premise that we're not in a simulation if oh, we're in okay. the simulation okay. forget that okay. i just want to see him have to go through all that gotcha and say no worries dude no worries dude you're good let me take you to the social security office we'll get you a number would he have we'll any powers no right because like well no exactly the matrix would he like it would he not like it because of what he's lost because he's not the one that's a really that's good a great one. answer yeah. that's a great <laughs> answer that's a one-on-one podcast answer <laughs> Jesus, you're milky oh my god <laughs> What about award you jump into? Uh, Harry Potter's the easy one. The hard part, the hard thing with fantasy worlds is they're all, again, fairly miserable, right? Like you were talking about Skyrim. That's a great answer, except you'll probably die at some point. Yep. So this is ext- if you've seen the movie Hot Fuzz, this is what I would like. Yeah. So this is what I came up with. Oh my god! I love England. I would love to live in hot the Hot Fuzz world after the after the movie is over. In that village, after all the murderers are gone, with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, their characters, meeting them at the mm. pub at night. That's what I would like. I guess in the south of England, that was fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> don't destroy my uh, fantasy ward. Just let it go. I, mean, I, I don't need the reality. Is, right? <laughs> like, I think Disney would be fun. Like, in terms of fantasy worlds. People singing. You could sing because everyone can sing. That would be nice. But would you just be like a, a nothing background character that has to like dance when the main characters are are doing something? You just have to stop your day and do a coordinated routine. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they're very existentialist in Disney films. They live in the moment. They don't worry about like how how unimportant they are to the narrative because they exist within the narrative. You know what? I think I'm going to st- stick with Hot Fuzz and just go to the pub every night with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Uh, we can do the exercise now. Um, it shouldn't... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is this, a tra- is this a traditional exercise? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Uh, it should take about, like, Maybe five to ten minutes, maybe. It's a narrative game that's used a lot in writing classes, and uh, I thought it would be fun to do. There's a random list of objects that I'll assign to each of you, and you have to build a short holiday theme plotline with start, middle, end, end, and then we'll compare the stories at the end. So it's a plotline, it's not like a just like mini story, just like just an outline. Okay, okay. Like, what would it be? Okay. Uh, um, can I quickly just go to the toilet? Been yeah, up. same. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, quick break. Into this to see how much gets edited out of what I said. I cannot wait. I don't. I don't actually edit out much. Come on, I gotta throw this up there. Petrie and I are the only ones that are like gung ho for this. We stick around the whole time. I mean, he should get his own one just for. Thank you, Sal. (laughs) (laughs) Did he keep his mic on? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) What's going on? Is someone going to the bathroom? (laughs) 
So again, I need to point this out. I get made fun of because I say the Discord, but someone's taking a piss right now with their mic on, and I'm the one who's. <laughs> I think it's Warden. I'm gonna send Rose the unedited version as soon as she wake up. <laughs> she she had a one on she has a one on one podcast right. She's already oh, yeah. in the lineup. It's she, all scheduled, ready to it, go. It was supposed to be today, but I asked maybe tomorrow. Yeah, scandalous. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Unbelievable to me. There's two apples ahead of you. The psychological warfare being waged. Yeah, it has nothing to do with my order. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm glad we've okay, like figured that out. Hey guys, what? I'm just gonna just give you a general Skype, Zoom, Microsoft Teams chat. When you're taking a piss, maybe mute your mic so people don't hear the toilet running. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> That's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you yeah. was <laughs> Oh, word's not back yet. Okay. Are we are we reading these all the way out or are we just mentioning parts of them? What's happening after we're done with this? Reading what? Like uh, outline. Yeah, no, like just telling uh, how we did, how the story would go. Like uh, character A will do did 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 do, and then B will do 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 do. Just a simple idea, but like being as dumb as possible, which shouldn't be hard for Patty. See, that hurts. You didn't have to say that. I knew we. <laughs> <laughs> Did I leave my mind? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a nice story so you have. Well, can I ask you a question? Did you laugh when they were being idiots and making fun of me for saying the Discord? Did you laugh? Because I feel leaving your mic your mute I'm sorry, your mic not muted and taking a piss, that's worse than saying the Discord. Me personally. <laughs> I mean, 100%. Although, that now, now that now this podcast has exclusive audio. <laughs> this is why we will never get a one on one podcast, isn't it? We're just not professional enough. It's fair. Freckles didn't leave his mic on when he went to the bathroom. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Can I give the start giving the please like write down your so do we all get the same thing no or do no we no get no, no. each thing? one each one got five different ones oh wow and, and you like, had a lot of work into have, this didn't you it doesn't have to be an actual part of the story it can just be in the story it doesn't have to be like right I got it <clears throat> a focal point so I'm gonna start with lib I'm gonna give you five and then okay. four blow dryer. A rubber stamp, chalk, tiger, container of pudding. Oh, <laughs> okay, and then we have a few minutes to work on this. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. to make this up right no, this no, second. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. we're going to take like a 10 minute break here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reconvene or something, 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Warning, yeah. remember, mute the mic. No, you, you don't have to mute. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that listen? 
thing to me personally is not conducive to the writing person. Well, I, I think what he's saying is we've heard you do that. We don't want to hear what else you might do <laughs> in the next break. We don't know your writing rituals and stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So. It's going to be a hell of an episode to edit. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, first one light bulb. Light bulb. Boop. Bulb. Light bulb. bulb. Light bulb? Yeah. Light, yeah. Couch. A bottle of water, bananas, <laughs> and a sword. Did you laugh at your uh, saying bananas? Is that bananas. What just happened, by the way? Yeah. Did you laugh at that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Because, <laughs> like, I started thinking, what, what, are what you, Saul is going to do? No, like, I, I started thinking about what Saul would do with bananas. Again, I don't need to think of that. So I'll please mute your mic. <laughs> Uh, your word, no. Actually, mine is piss, piss, piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, no. We banned that. No, please. <laughs> Peace, boy. Trash bag. <laughs> Trash bag. What was that? Say that again. Trash bag. Trash bag? Yes. Trash bag? Trash. Is that what like, you said? Like garbage, garbage bag, yeah. Garbage, yeah, sorry. Paperclip. Carrots. Nail. Pardon. Chair. I think that uh, fourth one was nail. Nail, yeah, nail. Like uh, hammer. Nail. nail. Like, like hammer and hammer. Nail. Hammer. Fingernails. Right, right. Is my pronunciation that bad? No. I think no, it's I think it's Skype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be nail too. It's nothing to do with your accent. It's more. Just... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, better. Just to be clear, you did say bananas for Sa, right? Bananas? Bananas, yes. Not bananas, bananas, got it. Bananas. Got it. Perfect. I got it. Like a tub of pudding or whatever it was. <laughs> a container a of pudding. Tub of pudding, not a tub. <laughs> oh, I was really hoping that it was a tub. I had a big I was idea say, there for a second. Damn Lib, it. I think you're projecting, Lib. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I want for my Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Your words now. Toy robot. Toy rob. Jesus. Toy robot. What? Toy robot. Toy yeah. robot. Toy robot. Got it. Yes. Sheep. Like the bear. Animal. Yes, the animal. Actual sheep. Yeah, actually. Okay. I got a tiger. Though. Yeah. Bag of cotton balls. Sure. <laughs> That's random as fuck, but okay. A door. Did you say a tub of pudding? Is that what you said? <laughs> I, okay, door. I got. It. Shut up. Uh, a bottle of sunscreen. Bottle of sunscreen. Okay, Did I give it. you five? Yeah. Okay. But I could see you not giving me five. It would make oh, sense that I would Jesus be the one Christ. that you don't yeah, spend as much time on thinking about this. So uh, that makes sense. <laughs> Okay. Nas, what are your um, what are your? I'm not making files. Yeah, I'm not a writer. I'm not making this shit. That's up. not true. <clears throat> Fine, I'll, I'll try something. Yes. Back of cards. Okay, can we throw, throw them out there first? Tub of pudding. That's the <laughs> banana. <laughs> it says container of pudding, and it doesn't specify a cup of pudding. 
hand it's just basket. a container of pudding. Again, I feel like you're projecting, but you could do whatever you want. I'm going. You're to the do artist. Create your art. But I'm just <laughs> <coughs> a can of a tiger, beans? a container, a matchbook. What the fuck's a matchbook? It's just a small thing that like a. Uh, you know what a match is, right? Yeah. The, the you know what a match is? You, yeah, the little things that you that have twelve of them in it, right? You go and open like it up. The and one that gives you at the hotels and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's oh, okay. It. So does this have to be like fun fiction or is this like original fiction or is this? It's just whatever one. you want. I guess it but could be. But holiday theme. Holiday. Holiday. Just remember that. And I should have picked. Oh, a holiday. Yes, holiday theme. Harry in a Santa hat transforms into a tiger. <laughs> he falls into a tub of pudding. <laughs> no, it's a container of pudding. The container is my choice. It's an interesting one. What do we want to say? We get 15 minutes and we reconvene, or sure. Yeah, then let's do a. Let's all come back in 15 minutes. Okay. So whatever, whatever time zone you're in, 18 at the end. All right. Yeah. You got Ward, that, Sal? Love of God, mute your mic, Warden. Please, I beg you. <laughs> 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 I think I'm gonna that. Okay, I'm gonna pause the recording. <clears throat> I'm back. Yep. I don't know, Petrie. Mine is pretty good. I had to be impossibly creative to make this work, but I did it. Mine is so dumb, Jesus Christ. I basically stole the plot of a movie. You know, words like uh, transcendent, perfection, <laughs> life altering get thrown around way too easily these days. I'm already recording, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Warden, it in. Warden, Leave it ready? in, you coward. Warning. His mic's muted. Hello. I'm shocking. <laughs> he learned from his lesson. <laughs> okay. Uh, who wanna go first? Uh, I mean, Petrie's got big britches. He's gotta go first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so are we? Yet, or are we just explaining it? What are we doing here? Whatever you want to I, do. I wrote out like a short little, this is more words than I've written in like a month and a half. But, okay, so Petrie's going first, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't read it, I just explain it? Is that what I'm doing? However you want to do. Yeah, if you wrote a thing, read the thing. So I wrote a thing. Read yeah. the thing. Okay. I, did I just want to so make... This be the same. Are you all sitting down and ready for this? Oh, boy. Because your life is about to be changed. Oh, jeez. I just want to make sure everybody's prepared. All right. Begin scene. How did I end up in this ridiculous situation, I asked oh, myself. Oh, hold, hold, so hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are we doing? Stop. Wait, what's going on? Recite <laughs> recite the five uh, words again. So huh? we know. Uh, Fucking believable, Nas. <laughs> <laughs> he's more prepared for the one-on-one podcast this is so perfect for what i'm going to read too by the way this is so, this just goes aligned with it okay, so, words. so can you cue me in so i dance to your tune yes just tell me when to go yes puppet cool <laughs> toy robot sheep a bag of cotton balls a door and a bottle of sunscreen okay 
Let's go. Should I proceed now? Yes, please. Puppet master. Okay, great. How did I end the situation? I asked myself as my so-called friend Nas rattled off the ridiculous words I needed to incorporate into a holiday story in 15 minutes. Toy robot. Sheep. A bag of cotton balls. A door. And a bottle of sunscreen. Is this what I've been reduced to? Coming up with some semblance of a cogent, logical narrative for such a random group of items? I was now dancing to whatever tune the overlord Nas dictated, all for the privilege of enhancing my already slim chances of earning a one-on-one podcast with my tormentor. It had all seemed so simple when I started out. I'd come up with an idea for a fanfic I'd never read but desperately wanted to read. What's the worst that could happen, I asked. Little did I know that the worst that could happen was me licking at the boot of my beta overlord, <laughs> subjugating to any and every of his whims. As much joy and enlightenment as Daphne Greengrass in the important of, importance of intent, as well as its companion piece, the importance of intent, after the credits, had brought the world worth it. Was it worth being led around on a leash, getting cruelly mocked for saying the Discord, having to come up with a sodding, cogent story in 15 fucking minutes? Yes, I immediately answered my internal monologue. Nas is your friend. The holidays are a time to celebrate friendship. And most importantly, you are an attention whore. More potential podcast means more follows, faves, and reviews for your wide oeuvre of work. I am a whore, I replied, but I am a fucking clever whore. And holy shit, I've just come up with a cogent, logical narrative while once again making it all about me. I'm just happy you didn't send it, set it in a graveyard because that would have been super weird. But well done, Petrie, my internal monologue complimented. I know, I replied knowingly. I know. Merry Christmas, my mo- internal monologue exclaimed. Merry Christmas, everyone, I answered, but mostly me. <laughs> the end. Very well done. Oh my god, I'm done. Fifteen minutes, Nas. Are you happy? I think you so won. I have a... A spiritual secret <laughs> to that story. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like I might be the only person with this problem. What do you mean? Now, mine is done properly. It's not done Petrie style. But it's related. <laughs> Wait, are you saying mine wasn't done properly? Did I not follow the rules of the contest? Or whatever this is. is. Let, yeah, well, here's, here's what it was. It was a creative writing... Uh, exercise, and you creatively solve the problem. Exactly. And it's about the holidays. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so mine is, my words were rubber stamp, chalk, tiger, container of pudding. <laughs> it had to be somehow holiday themed. Mine is loosely holiday themed. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> So, uh, snow is falling, and the warehouse boss is shouting, furious. The constant failure of the heat shrink equipment has all but guaranteed that nobody is making it home before midnight, before Christmas is over. People scramble through dirty slush, rolling barrels the moment they're filled and sealed. 
two privately owned 18 wheelers are parked in the lot, their backs open and waiting to be filled up with the barrels. Parentheses. Up to, but not over, the federally allowed weight limit per axle. <laughs> Close parentheses. Jim's truck is on the left, and it's almost full. He shoves one of the careless workers, almost scratches his truck's immaculate, expensive paint job. Oh, I used the word immaculate twice. Hold on. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Uh, his, his truck's, we'll just say fancy, expensive paint job. When the last barrel's inside, he pulls the cargo down, exposing the giant painted tiger's head to the cold night air. A crash sounds from the bay doors. One of the barrels is spilled. Its contents are running across the ground. The boss curses and runs inside to find that the heat shrinking equipment has finally fully died. Just one barrel away from completion. Meanwhile, with his bill of lading stamped with the company's custom rubber stamp, Jim pulls away, leaving the second driver, Ted, to pull back to the bay to be loaded. He backs his 18-wheeler up slowly, making sure not to cross the chalk stop lines. By the time Ted's truck is loaded, nobody's found a way to seal the last bit of shrink wrap on the final barrel, ensuring safe, spill-free transport. Just as everyone is about to give up hope, the CEO steps out from the back room, having been getting ready for a big appointment he has in just a few hours. The warehouse boss asks why the CEO or asks the CEO why he has a meeting after midnight. The CEO says it was the only time he could get into the illustrious club. The CEO asks how he looks, having put on a suit and carefully uh, and having carefully done up his hair as best he can. The warehouse boss is impressed and looks into the mess of a room that the CEO left behind. He spots a blow dryer laying on the table, asks if he can use it to shrink, shrink wrap the last barrel. CEO agrees, but says to be careful. It was a special gift, and he doesn't want it broken or damaged. The warehouse boss takes the monogrammed blow dryer, being careful of the golden initials PS engraved inside. He shrink wraps the final <laughs> barrel and loads it onto the truck. The truck leaves. Everyone claps. Everyone makes it home for Christmas. Schools all across the state get their pudding delivery on time. <laughs> Petrie's blow dryer is fine, and he makes it on time, still immaculate, to his one-on-one -on -one podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I would prefer, if I could, are you accepting notes for this? Or? I'm always <laughs> accepting notes. Okay. So it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Until the end, I would replace the word still immaculate with always immaculate. That's the only change I would make. Uh, Everything else is fantastic. I'm, I'm feeling a bit inadequate because I wrote like one paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just kept going. And then I real and then I remembered that I had to add in specific words. So, uh, good. So hard. Oh, let me go first because like it's so short. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> My words were pack of cards, a hand basket, a can of beans, matchbook, and a sheet of paper. Uh, <laughs> my character, I named him obviously Patrick. Uh, he's, for <laughs> he's forgotten by his family at his house during the Christmas, uh, during Christmas Eve, with nothing but some sheets of paper, a matchbook, and a can of beans. When he gets late. He gets hungry, so he uses the paper as fuel and lights them up with matches, and then cooks the can of beans. 
After he's done eating, he gets bored and goes to his room and gets his pack of cards from his nightstand drawer uh, to play some solitaire. He falls asleep and when he, when he wakes up, there's a magical hand basket on his nightstand filled with bre breakfast food and Christmas treats. Then that's it. That's my creative side. So I, I'm of two minds with this. Again, if I could give notes. Mm. Sure. Go ahead. It's about me being sad and lonely at the holidays, so yes. that's the negative. Um, but it's about me, so that's the positive. <laughs> so it's, it's, so I, <laughs> all in all, I think it's good. Uh, Ward, so who wanna go first? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so my five objects were a trash bag, a paperclip, carrots, a nail on nail, and chairs or a chair. Um, so mine is, uh, it's, it's fanfic, it's Harry Flirt, but why not? So, <laughs> Harry and Flirt are having their first Christmas together in their new apartment. Uh, they've just finished buying all uh, new furniture, such as chairs for the new apartment, uh, just in time for Christmas. Uh, Gabrielle comes to stay with them in the days coming up to Christmas as the Delacours work, are busy working. Mrs. Delacour is an enchanter, and, uh, She's just finished an enchanted trash bag that, when opened, drags all of the pollution and litter from the world, cleaning the planet. Oh, yeah. She also has a <laughs> she also has an enchanted paperclip. Good job, Delacour. She just has an enchanted paperclip that, when used, automatically transfers the information clipped together into the owner's head. Um, Gabrielle, because her parents are so powerful, uh, feel insecure uh, and lost in the world. Um, and Harry and she, she's staying with Harry and Fleur, who just killed Voldemort, and she, she doesn't know what to do with her life. So she wants to do something meaningful. Uh, Fleur suggests that they try and find Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, in the magical world, Rudolph's nose is an indicator not just of literal guidance through the darkness, but of merit metaphorical darkness, too. And so he'll be able to give her some good advice. To find her, they must find the golden carrot, a carrot that summons Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, once uh, activated. Uh, it used to be in a difficult-to-reach location. It used to take a long time to quest there. The story was written by uh, Europeans, so it's just in Canada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, they, <laughs> they just get on a plane to Canada, <laughs> um, and they end up in a small town called Listall. Uh, they get there, uh, and they meet several friendly Canadian people that help them to get where they need to be until they're led to a farm owned by a man called Wayne uh, who grow his golden carrots. Um, he offers them the golden carrot if they uh, help him with his chores for the week. They do, and so he says when a friend asks for help, he helps them and gives them the carrot. Harry, Gabrielle and Fleur then activate this golden carrot and this summons Rudolph from the sky. He speaks to Gabby and asks her if she had a good time on the adventure in finding him, and she says that she did. He tells her that a cha it's all that matters is a change in perspective. You first have to live purposely. Gabby is happier now, and she goes on to enjoy Christmas with her parents, happy and with a new view on life. Harry and Fleur then nail each other at the end. <laughs> 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 wow, 
the plastic bag was great. Like, <laughs> just squeeze the whole world. That's it. What yeah. an ending. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I loved it. So? Yeah. Okay, mine's gonna require now to, like, edit in a YouTube video. Oh, for the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's easy. Hey, Sal, yeah, he, just... wouldn't, he, he wouldn't have done that for him. For you, as much as you need, whatever you uh, need, he'll do it. I Unbelievable, actually. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so buying our uh, light bulb, couch, a bottle of water, bananas, and a sword, and of course this has to uh, have uh, Ron. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Her buddy is overly stressed, and the holidays were here. It's Christmas. Her parents were coming over for the first time since, you know, she, they remembered her. You know, since she wiped her memory. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> so she wanted this to be perfect. And there was still so much to do. She had to ice the baked goods. The laundry hasn't been folded. The turkey's in the oven. And she hasn't even gone shopping yet for those last-minute items that she just has to have. And Ron, probably doing his new rich. I mean, the new Christmas ritual. You could call it a tradition. (laughs) (laughs) He's gaming. On the couch. With Harry. Probably without pants on. Like every other day she comes home. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hellish meal. But it's okay. She's matured since Hogwarts. And she's realized she can't do everything by herself. And her good-for-nothing husband is sometimes good for something. So she goes to find him, but he's not on the couch. So where could he be? It's okay. She hears a very distinct noise. It sounds like tinkling, like somebody's in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes to find him, and she finds him in the bathroom, taking a piss with his headset on. <laughs> she asks him, what are you doing? Why are you doing that with your headset on? He says, don't worry, babe. I got it. My mic is muted. <laughs> That's nice. I would never, I would never do this on the Discord. <laughs> My mic is always muted if I'm pissing. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a scene break because it's switching to Ron's point of view. Obviously, so he pulls up, pulls up his pants. You know, he walks back to the couch, unmutes his mic, and tells Harry he can't play Halo anymore because the in-laws are coming and her boy's finally putting him to work. So he gets his wand, he throws on his jacket, and then he goes to get the list from her boy. But she's all over the place when he enters the kitchen. There's icing. The laundry's in the oven, and the turkey has jumped into the dryer. So he does the smart thing. I mean, he might not be the brightest light bulb in the box, but he's not dumb. He grabs that list and gets the hell out of Dodge. But as he steps out the front door, he reads the list. And he realizes the first thing is very simple. Just go to the grocery store, get the banana. <laughs> but, like, why would you need a turkey dinner banana afterwards like it's before after like why would you want one he's not sure but he sure as heck is not going to go ask Hermione 
and that state of chaos, what the hell's going on with a banana for turkey dip. So that's all good. The second item, though, that's the real specific one. She's got to get bottled water, but not just a bottled water. It says in her very distinct writing, underlined caps lock, Ryan <laughs> seawater, the like, the water that Daddy likes. So Ron obviously knows where the hell does he even go that? He doesn't go to Muggle Grocers. What the hell is he going to do? But again, he's learned. He can outsource these problems. So he goes and knocks on his muggle neighbor's door. And he says, hello, Tabascus. Can you help me find this water? But Tabascus is doing something weird. He's singing a song. And the Nazuga added in here. Do you like my sword, 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 my diamond sword, sword? You cannot afford, afford, for my diamond sword, sword. Even if you don't, don't, I have a patent. No one else can make a sword exactly in this manner, manner. Like my sword, sword, my diamond sword, sword. The 10 hour version, just leave it on loop. The end, because you just keep listening. Sal, that was the most nuanced version of Hermione you've ever written. Bravo. That's hello. Well, I don't know if anybody looked up to us before, but they sure do now. <laughs> I, I legit, I cannot wait to hear the edited version of this because poor Nas, wow. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. Oh wait, <laughs> there's the. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> Recommendation holiday story, guys. I know what Petra's gonna pick, but go ahead, Petra. You went to me first, is that right? Well, again, it's obvious. Traditions, mm-hmm. Petrificus, somewhat us. Mm-hmm. There's so many great stories there. Check them out. You won't be di- well. You'll probably be disappointed, but just don't tell me. If you're disappointed, <laughs> keep move yourself. on. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Mike don't read. Everyone knows the rules. Yep. Um. I, I'm going with the Hogfather, like I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's about Christmas, but it's also about believing in Christmas and why we need to believe in things at all because it's Terry Pratchett. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's an outstanding read. And the the good thing about Terry Pratchett is that you don't really need to read the others, uh, any of the other books, to understand one book, um, save for maybe a few. <clears throat> but Hogfather, you can just start. And uh, enjoy it on its own. Okay. So? I'm going to throw out there very clearly in the questions. It says recommendation story. It says nothing about holiday. 
Yeah, I added that up. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, there's two. Um, I'm going to pull this because other people did it, like Petrie, for the uh, movie. They put a movie instead of a story in the other one. So uh, I'm going to give a thick recommendation because that's not a holiday one and then a movie. That's holiday. So what's a Gungan? Oh, my God. It's a good Harry Potter crossover with yeah. Star Wars. If you haven't read it, you should. It starts the most glorious first chapter ever. Just how it begins. You can scop after that if you want, and it would be worth reading just just for the how it starts. And then, of course, for a holiday movie, it's got to be uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Of course. Of course. I wouldn't expect any, uh, any other from you. What I like about that is it's really held up. Yeah, there's nothing. You know, there's nothing that doesn't hold up <laughs> societally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cancel culture loves this one. <laughs> For, forget about the kidnapping of women. The dance numbers are amazing. They really are. So, the scene Christmas stands were canceled. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't know. Um. I'll be honest, I don't really like Christmas films in general. Um, the, the ones that come into my mind, there's like a lot of TV shows have really good Christmas specials that I tend to watch at Christmas time. So the one that comes to mind is the uh, How I Met Your Mother one uh, with uh, Marshall going to meet uh, Lily at like a train station. Oh, that I, I remember really those. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's the one from Scrubs where Elliot and uh, JD get together, I think in season two. Really like that. But yeah, I, I find it difficult to... I don't, I don't think... I can't really think of any films that are particularly great. What about stars, though? I, yeah, I tend to watch... I mean, at Christmas time, there are things that I watch. Like, I, I tend to watch The Holiday. Um, mm-hmm. great expect, and I tend to read Great Expectation. Um, so yeah, probably... I mean, in terms of fan fiction, obviously, with me stance, it's the best story ever. Um, yes, definitely check, definitely check that one out. Um, yeah. So, I to sort of piggyback on what Ward was saying, is he entirely forgot that every season of Letter Kenny comes out on Christmas Day. Uh, Big facts, yeah. Okay, I changed my mind. That's that. Yep. <laughs> yep, there's there's that, and then there's also so you can watch the Christmas episode of Letterkenny twice, which is amazing. And then you go watch the bloopers, which is just the coach um, going on until he makes the entire crew laugh by being the most awkward person to ever exist. I need to watch something, some some you of this, because like, the way you two talk about it, Jesus, it must be it's, hilarious. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever watched in my entire life. Absolutely. If we can offer a Christmas gift to everyone that listens to this, it's go, let's go watch Letterkenny. Watch Letterkenny, enjoy, rest. and then just embrace and enjoy <laughs> the change in your vocabulary to include most of what is said in that show. Exactly. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for this holiday special episode. And thank you, listeners, for sticking around after so many hours. Of this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you can find the links for every author or story mentioned in this podcast in the description. And if you like to share and promote my authors, their their ego will appreciate it. <laughs> Keep reading and reviewing an author you love. You could really make their day or even make your new friend. Have a great holiday season and happy new year. Thank you all, guys. 
Thank you. Enjoy the edit, Nas. <laughs> yes, have fun. <laughs> and happy holidays. Happy, happy Christmas, happy holidays. <laughs>